comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Episode 380. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight, you'll find out that we are the tender of podcasts. So apparently, I'm very late to the ice bucket challenge thing. Apparently, this will sweep in the nation. I just found out about it. Did you? Like about an hour ago. You still look uh, wet. You must have been in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know what it's for. Who's Lou Gehrig? I don't know who that is. <laughs> or is it um, Leaf Garrett? Huh. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody's going to get an email. And what's this about Ben Gate? Huh? So on, on what's hmm. the deal hmm. with Ben Gate? On hmm. Tinder, do you swipe left or right if you like something? Um, I, I don't know. Um... Look on your Tinder. Let's find out. <laughs> I don't. Let's find I'm, out. Uh, I'm not on Tinder, but uh, I was gonna. I think s- one of us up. might be. Um, swipe left for no, right for yes. So if you like it, it's right. Light is right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm swiping left on your ice bucket joke. Oh, thank you. Oh, that was a lot of work to get to my burn. Swipe left. <laughs> All throughout this episode, I'm gonna swipe left. Mm. If I don't like stuff. Oh, I'm yeah? Gonna, well, I'm, I'm going to empty cart on you. I'm going to swipe right if I like it. Add to cart, empty cart. We are 20 episodes shy of, of the big 400, which means sometime in the year 2019, we'll probably hit the 400 mark. At the rate we've been going? Yeah. That's awesome. That's going to be a party. Hey. <laughs> big time. This is... We're going to go crazy. This is two weeks in a row that the listeners have had some quality content to listen That's to. That's right. Oh, man. I used finger quotes when I said quality. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw that. Listeners, I saw that. by yeah. the way. And quality was I mean, misspelled, too. It, three, was it was quality with a KW. <laughs> yeah. A KW. Yeah, I, I knew not to take that seriously. K-W-A-L-I-T-E-E. <laughs> right. Yes. Quality. Hey, get what you pay for. Episode 380. Uh we rambled on and on about some international business uh, last time, and mm-hmm. as a result, which was fine and dandy because mm-hmm. we all want to catch up. But we only talked about one thing on our list, and that was the Age of Ultron trailer. Yes. Um, so as you guys are privy to, usually, are we recording, by the way? Check. Test yes. one? Yes. As you were privy to, we usually try to knock out two episodes, at least, when we sit down and record. Mm-hmm. So we are still in that same time period in history when we recorded last week's episode. So, yes. We haven't seen any other leaks about Age of Ultron, so we're just going to catch up on other things we wanted to talk about last episode that we can get to. 
Um, may I go first? Please do. Because this may uh, Bill may appreciate this. I know you're you're you don't watch it, but um, the new Doctor Who. Okay. Peter Capaldi. Bill, yeah. are you watching? I definitely am. Uh, home I've, run. I've, I love this series. Now, so did much. it not I, take you a good couple three episodes to kind of get up to speed with uh, with the new Doctor? Because for me, I, I mean, I started watching back in the seventies when Tom Baker, the fourth Doctor, was the man, and it always took at least episodes before I was completely comfortable with the new guy. In fact, uh, uh, one of the uh, a T-shirt you see at pretty much every con is uh, it has a picture of the TARDIS on it. Says you'll never forget your first Doctor. Oh, and it's totally true yeah, because it is totally true because uh, uh, Zoe um, Zoe got into it, and uh, her first Doctor was Matt Smith, hmm. and uh, um, she had a hard time coming to grips with Peter Capaldi. I totally get it, you know, for her because you know Matt Smith is much closer to the youngins uh, peer well, group is, than he, Peter Capaldi. Yes, is. he is, he is a young and some would say even handsome guy uh peter capaldi is an older mature almost grandfatherly type yeah uh but i have to say that um that first episode i had to feel him out a little bit plus he was being a little crazy right um because he he was still trying to figure out who he was isn't that part of the story though I mean, yeah, like, yeah yeah i, I mean know. he's you know he's kind of all over the place and wacky but this guy he is he is old he is mean he is curmudgeonly in the in the f- most fun way possible oh god yeah it's hey, frank just described himself <laughs> <laughs> that's why i love him maybe Dang so <laughs> i was i was right there with frank too i'm sitting there thinking when frank tells the story and then he gets excited <laughs> and he can't stand it when he's so angry <laughs> he does it in a way you just love it you know what i'm talking about don't you bill sometimes i will lose yes. it yes and then yes, what's going on? i have a very good idea but uh man this this doctor i love him I love them. Um, it makes you wonder if um, this is something. Uh, apparently, Stephen Moffat, the Ooh. showrunner for Doctor right. Who, um, has had this guy <laughs> in mind for Matt Smith. Who? Thank you. Um, Who? As a replacement. Who? Doctor Who? Who? Sorry. Peter Capaldi? No? This is not <laughs> episode, There's a lot kind of, of awkward kind just of petered out. I'm just um, I'm tired of that um who joke. Oh. Hey, I have an oh, Ebola okay, joke okay, for you. Okay. Oh wait, wait, well, well before you get that, Ebola's good. Uh, Everyone loves the Ebola. It doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter because you won't People get it. People love Ebola. <laughs> but um I, I just want to finish my Apparently thought. On, you didn't uh, even get that. Ebola. That was the whole joke. Is that oh. I got an Ebola joke, but you won't don't, get it. Don't don't talk oh, Ebola. I love that. That's good. Oh, Brad? Add to cart. I hope that joke. Add to cart. <laughs> <laughs> Swipe right. <laughs> um, Bill, I, I, this. Oh, I lost my dang thought. You were talking about Doctor Who, Peter Capaldi. Oh shoot! He's Hang a, on. Let's the back, old curmudgeon. Can we back up and try that again. The old curmudgeonly man. <laughs> the old curmudgeonly man. I want to back up and try mm-hmm. that again. See, that, that's my trick. You're stealing my shtick now. <laughs> I said I want to back up. It's been a weird summer. I said I want to back up and try that again. Hey, I got an Ebola joke for you guys. Ah, eh, but you won't get it. Oh! What? What? Okay, where's the joke? He's gonna tell See, me, tell told me the you joke now. Get it. You know, I think it was during the I'm third. I'm ready. I'm ready for the joke. I think it was during the third Cowboys game. There was a tweet going around that said, um, "Be sure to go to Cowboy Stadium 
if you don't want to catch Ebola because nobody because you can't catch Cause anything. Can't catch anything, yeah. right? But of course, they ended up winning that game. Oh, they won five. Uh, in a row. What are they? Five and one now. They're six and one. Six right and now, one. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe. I that. didn't mean to interrupt your Doctor Who. Yeah, actually, I did. Don't <laughs> make fun of Ebola. You're 12 years old. But uh, just hey, when you get Ebola, don't come crying to your dad. Yeah, okay. Look, when you're an no adult, bodily fluids. All right. Adult making your own decisions. We could talk about then, but you're gonna have now, to stop spitting on your dad. Yeah, yeah you do not. Do not. Do not tempt but Ebola. Get your hand off my shoulder. <laughs> get your hand off my shoulder. Brad, I got a sneeze. This has turned so dark. I know it didn't. It wasn't intended to. I don't. But you uh, know. You know whose fault it is. It's hers because she's the one that started making oh, light of it. I thought you were going to say the monkeys. No. It's the monkey's fault. Go away! I'm a little frightened of your child I'm, now. I'm a little freaked out right now. Well, I, I've taught her consistently from day one to be contemptuous of uh, almost everything. Um, at least things you're supposed to be serious about. I think that works. Oh, my God. Okay, apparently we bored the children now yeah. because uh, they're now starting to invade personal space. That's okay. You know, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty awesome. Stop. Okay. Oh, okay. Now with no. Hey. Story. No more of that talk. Thank you. Thank you for showing up. You know that. what? Dallas those, can't get anything sage. right. First, President Kennedy dies here, and now this. So you're saying, yeah. Wow. Okay. I think you're right. Too but no, soon. we're Too clean. Soon. We're clean. Dallas. We're clean in Dallas. Okay. Right. It's the New Yorkers. They're getting in now. Mm. Have fun up there, Manhattan. So, man, I, I hope when this I hope when this episode comes or out in a couple like weeks that, that like half of Manhattan isn't dead. And I know. I that wonder was if a I should really poor should I edit comment. that out. Well, All that, you know what? Let's just roll with it. I guess it's it. really my fault because I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. Uh, I'm going to stop just saying I anything about it. Yeah. I'm going to take we, it out we of my hope cart. None of us will get out of cart. Remove from. No, it's too late. You've already purchased it. Oh my gosh, that is pretty funny though. Um. This Doctor Who, he's just, he's great. I've loved the story arcs. They've been kind of one-offs. Um, Doctor Who. But hey. there, there is an arc headed headed towards here, and I just can't wait. We have two more. We have the Christmas special. No, we have two more episodes and then the Christmas special. Yeah, I mean, the, se- the series, uh, the season, excuse me, they call it series over in Merry Old, which is bizarre. It doesn't make any sense. And it's wrong, and it needs to stop. Well, it's not okay. a seri- it's not a season because it doesn't go for a season. It goes for twelve weeks. Well, but they but a series they call Mad Men. I mean, uh, Breaking Bad what, was a that's series. That's what they do in England. Okay, but in America, yes, a series is, is a series is 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 every episode of right. the adventures of we know X and Y. We live here. Yes, we get. We're it. from the America. So if okay. Well, okay, but but uh, this whole Doctor Who season or series one, series two, series three thing collectively, what is it? They known started as? well. They started it in 05 yeah. when they restarted Doctor Who. So why aren't we on like series forty four? Acqu- well, according huh? to according huh? to Amazon, yes. we are on series eight hundred. What? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that is. So, well, I can't. It's upside down. It's it's a disc of white paper. Series eight hundred. I don't know why they call it that. I think there's 800 episodes. How many? I mean, there's something how many? Uh, there I'll might be 800 episodes. Siri, how many episodes of I'll Doctor use the word the, series. the series went from 63 to 88, and then it was canceled due how to lack of How many quote-unquote seasons of it were there? Uh, well, there were 25 many? years of it. I don't okay. know how many seasons. Episodes. 
can we uh, uh, now back in the old days uh, they they serialized it um, more blatantly than they do now. Like back in the old days, you would sit down every Saturday at five twenty-five p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time or whenever it was, and you would watch one episode, which would be 20, 20 to twenty-five minutes long, and uh, somewhere between three and six individual stringettes would there make up eight, one. Yes, there are eight hundred and nine episodes as of right now. Wow. And the crazy thing is that uh, there's uh, not the majority of them. Two hundred and fifty stories. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes uh, that that seems about right. Because um, yeah, I, I would have to go back and look, but you know, I can't tell you right off the top of my head how many uh, individual uh, uh, episodes, which might be comprised of four uh, episodelets, mm-hmm. whatever four parts. Let's four call them parts. parts. Well, they're always parts because it's always right. it's always the se- it's always the series name and yep. then what part it is. But back in the old days, uh, you would get uh, part one, two, three, and four, and that would comprise one episode. So it would take you a month mm-hmm. to watch one episode. So. You probably were getting Doctor Who pretty much all year round. Yeah, they 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 were doing a fifty like a fifty week week run. Okay, yeah, it was a pretty grueling. Oh run. wow, how great that's would that a, be? That's how come they had to get um, uh, Moff to play Doctor Who in the movie. The actor who is oh yeah uh, who, who played uh, Christopher Lee? No, Grand Moff. Tarkin. Oh, Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. That's right. how come he had to play Doctor Who because the actor playing Doctor Who in the TV series could not commit because he was making too many episodes. Plus, for other reasons, but that's how come they ended up being Peter Crusher. You just wow. learned something. See, I, I would have thought that they would shoot like an entire episode. The more you know. Kind of in one shot. And then, ding, ding, you know, you, you, shoot for, you shoot for a few months and then you're off for a few months. Yeah. Or not. I mean, I, maybe it was. I mean, because Doctor Who, it was almost a, a, a soap opera kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Where you would get. <laughs> not that again. Um, oh, yes. That again. Okay. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, uh, as per Brad, yes, that again. So, okay. Three, well, two. All right, Brad, what would you like to talk about since Doctor Who doesn't interest you? Whatever he says, I'm going to make a noise in the background. Nice. Well, let's talk about the Flash TV show. Oh, we can do that. <laughs> they call him the street. You you the call in the streak, the red streak. So look at that, look at that. As of now, <laughs> as of now, uh, we've only seen three episodes as yeah. of this recording. Yeah, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Man, do I love it, Brad? Did you catch the little that Doctor Wells that little line he had about he had been waiting centuries yes. for this to happen? Yes, yes, I have. I mean, he's got to be. He's the, he's, he's got to be the equivalent of Eobard Thawne, doesn't yeah, he? He, does. he has to be. He has to be. Bra- Bill, are you caught up on the Flash? Uh, no, because I was saving them for the uh, for the youngins. Okay. So I've got. Uh, um, I have not watched the. I've not watched the missed episode. I may have only watched the pilot in the first episode. I've not seen the missed episode, and I'm trying to remember if there's another one on the DVR from this week. That's the last one. That's, the there's one. only been three. The missed. Okay. All right. Then I'm just I'm one episode behind. And um, I saved it for the youngins because well, I'm that kind of dad. I really appreciate the the big mystery that they touch on mm-hmm. at the end of at, what they did touch on at the end of the first two episodes with Doctor Wells mm-hmm. and the fact that he can walk and he okay. knows something about the future. And I noticed something. It may oh just my be gosh! A, wait a minute. Uh, was that the? Are you talking about the end of the, the pilot? M- oh, the end of the pilot. Um, the which, end of the pilot when he he goes in his secret room. 
and uh, he stands up and walks, and he goes and looks at the newspaper from twenty. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Or I, I was thinking yeah. at the end of ten the, years from now. Yeah, I was thinking at the end of the second episode where I went, <gasps> what, what, he what, what is going guy, on? Where he kills the guy and says it, the Flash must be kept safe. Yeah, and you're just sitting there thinking to yourself, uh, is this really this guy? Is this a Chitari? Um It's a scroll. It's a Marvel right. joke. Um, no, but, I, but you know, is this? Is this really Wells? Is Wells really like this? Uh, I think. I mean, can he really up, get up and walk like Guy Caballero? I think it's going to end up. He's going to end up being. Well, Eobard Thawne. Well, I, I think that they're. Well, that, but we've already got Eddie Thawne. And was that just a complete red herring? It may be uh, a red herring. I think it is, but probably since his name is Eddie. I mean, Eobard Ed Thawne. Is, Eobard is probably a distant relative of. Eddie. I mean, it makes you wonder if maybe uh, Wells. Oh, that's a good theory. He's it, a distant is Wells, relative uh, from. Is Wells from the future? Yeah. Is he, oh. he's a descendant of, if, of if Eddie Thawne. Of Eddie Thawne, and yeah. like Frank said in the episode you haven't seen, mm-hmm. um, they they flash back to when they were igniting the particle accelerator, whatever okay. that that blew up and and see caused it. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, "I'm sure you've been waiting a long time or whatever, Doctor." Harrison and Dr. Wells, and, and he goes, I've been waiting centuries for this. It or feels, uh, yeah. feels like I've been waiting centuries for this. Uh, so when he said that, I went, okay. swipe right. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, that's got to be Zoom. Now, I have got to be Professor Zoom. Now, I have a, a small theory about that. I think it is Professor Zoom, but I don't think that Wells is physically... Dr. Zoom. I think Dr. Zoom is encompassing his body. And okay. the reason why I think that is because I've noticed there's a little acting thing. Whenever he becomes sinister, Dr. Wells takes off his right. glasses. Yeah. He really? always takes off his glasses. Yeah. That's almost like a mask. It's almost like I think Dr. Wells is a real person who's a good person, but um, it's possible. But uh, that Professor Zoom is living inside of him. It's possible. Yeah. So there's not physical time travel. There is mental time travel, just like in X-Men Days of Future Past, the movie. Interesting. But, like Bill, it, it's been a great ride. They've been having so much fun with it. Yeah. The speed aspect, the um, just the little jokes here and there. I saw and a it, comment on Facebook of somebody that we all know, and I'm not going to mention his name. But th- he is getting ready to drop it because he's tired of the freak of the week thing. It's only been three episodes. And you know, I did not comment because I didn't know how to say what I wanted to say eloquently without sounding like a, a bit of a deeb. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just ignored the comment <laughs> because... <laughs> you didn't bite at the bait. No, I didn't want to okay. be that guy. But... His complaint was there was no overarching story, and he's tired of Freak of the Week. Oh, he's well, missing it. He's missing I think it. there is an overarching story, and it's been given to us ever so bit bits and pieces oh. in the, in the in the three episodes. Only three your episodes. We've father, seen. mother, Zoom. Yeah, your I mean, your sample size is way too small. Yeah, you've got to at least give him a dozen episodes. I mean, I didn't do that. You didn't for do that for Shield. Shield, yeah. I know, but. Um, but I but I knew that I was shorting Shield there. I agree. Well, I think three episodes is too quick to judge. And if, yeah. if you look at a lot of these TV shows that have superhero themes, or even something like um, what was that show you really love, Fringe? Yeah. You know they they do. It seems they always start out with that freak of the week yeah. type deal. And well, they're establishing the they're establishing the world. yeah, and they're and establishing 
if you will, a rogues gallery. Yes. That's what they're doing. And then they recently confirmed that Gorilla Grodd will make an appearance on, on the Flash TV Well, show. I mean, he's got to because they, they can't tease us like they did in the pilot. Right, we and just his, let that sit. Saw his cage button. Yes, yeah. and it was amazing. We well, saw the I mean, bent I mean, bars, and it says Grodd, and I look at Zoe and Sage, and I go, ah, oh, look at that! Um, uh, that my my only him. worry with not seeing Grodd would be from a CG standpoint. I'm yeah, sure that's a be, lot of work. That'll be... That's a come I never really that'll be expected a challenge. him. That'll be a challenge. Uh, just on a TV budget, that, that's all. I, I I know they can do it, but it's a TV budget. It's 22 episodes. I'd love to see a, a guy in a, in a Wouldn't that be suit. Great? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, the eye black. And <laughs> I think that'd be great. Uh, they did set up uh, Firestorm in yes. this last episode. Ronnie Excellent. Raven. Yeah, they set up Firestorm. And um, interestingly enough, the guy playing Ronnie Raymond is, I believe, the cousin. I don't. Either brother, but I think it's cousin. Could be brother, but it's cousin, I think, of Stephen Amell, who plays the Arrow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're either brothers or cousins, and they look similar. They look similar enough that they could be brothers, but they may only be cousins. But it's interesting that one of them's, you know, on one show and the other one's on the other show. But uh, I really dig the Flash show. I think it's, so far, I like it more than Gotham. I'm struggling a little bit with Gotham. Gotham I didn't. Is, uh, I haven't seen the last one. I've seen all five episodes of Gotham, and there's things about it I like. There's things about it I am having a hard time getting past. Um, I gotta be honest with you. I'm falling in love with Oswald Cobblepot as mm. a, as a villain. Um, the dude's smart, but uh, I don't know. There's some things about that show that that bother me. But um, yeah, we went I think the this. Flash is is. Darn near perfect. Gotham is not grabbing me. Uh, it's not must see television for me. Like Flash and Arrow, <laughs> must see. Uh, Shield, must see. Yeah, Gotham. I'm I'm there, but it's just like I'll watch it when I watch it. And again, I'm I'm halfway through season two of Arrow, so I'm trying to play catch up, and and episodes are starting to stack up on the DVR. I can't Arrow, have that I think is wonderful as well. Yeah. I, I do have to comment just a little bit. It feels like maybe their budget got cut, or maybe they got a new stunt coordinator because this year's the arrow. Yeah, this okay. year's arrows stunts. Well, and it's fights, only been what? Yeah, only three episodes. Yeah. But I mean, their their fights have always been tremendous. Yeah, just over the top, great coordination. It's possible, I guess. Anything's and possible. Yeah, this last one's just felt kind of a little smaller, but I'm still liking it. Yeah. Yeah, and we I, and I think maybe Laurel, the stories haven't haven't lent yeah. themselves to that. And Laurel is making a character jump a little too fast for me. Yeah, that's that's probably the one thing about it that bothers me. Yeah. You Sorry, know, go. you guys know my friend Kevin. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> I try to get him. to I mean, watch. they they don't out there, right? But <laughs> well, we if do. they've listened, they've heard his. <laughs> yeah. They've heard him on okay. the show a few times. I tried to get him to watch Arrow, and he watched like the first half of the first season and gave up because it was too soap opera y for him. Okay. And he started well, watching. Well, the first season was it very was. CW. It was. Yeah. And I said, if you can get to the end of the season one, the end of, like, the last half of season one, it gets better, and then season two is just dynamite. Well, and I described. Even, even the, the, this first ep- these first three episodes of, of The Flash he has watched, but he goes, it's dangerously close to, to soap opera for me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, 
oh, you know, he's in love with his best friend and can't tell her. And I'm like, yeah, because none of that stuff happens in real life. Whereas a guy that can run faster than the speed of sound, that's common, so you can accept that, but you can't deal with the fact that, that there's relationship drama in your superhero. You got relationship drama in my superhero. Well, you got superhero in my relationship drama. You know, like... Add the just, cart. I mean, he's having a hard time with that, and I was like, well, that means that you don't have a heart and you don't love people, but... Right. The the I, I have somewhat accepted that CW has to throw in some of that... But Arrow we'll call has it gotten Dawson Cre- that Dawson Creek type aspect to it. Arrow's I'm gotten better it. about it. Yeah, it's not completely gone, but Arrow's gotten better about it. Um, but I got to tell you, though, all those actors on there are hot. So I mean, yeah. what are you going to do with something like that? You know, when Smallville was was big, they had a little too much of the relationship stuff going on for no. me. They had way too much of it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would l- drop in on Smallville two or three times a year yeah, me and too. say maybe this is the year that I'm finally going to be able to watch this thing. Um, and no, without exception, every single time I ever watched I thought, no, it's still the same way. I mean, it got to the point where I couldn't even watch the stuff with uh, the Flash and Hawkman and Cyborg and Aquaman. I, I watched the episode that uh, was written by Jeff Johns that had the uh, Legion of Superheroes in it. Yeah. And even that, it's like, it's written by Jeff Johns. It's got Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl and <laughs> Cosmic Boy. This is awesome. And the episode was, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. You know, it was just like, oh, God, how could that happen? Um, but uh, I, I, we went over this um uh, I don't want to mind too much previously tread territory. Um, we talked about uh, Gotham and uh, Gotham versus uh, Flash, not not pitting them against each other, but the comparison contrast between the two on the DC TV podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. And I just about made uh, uh, Chub Toad's head explode off the top of his shoulders when I said that uh, Flash was a little too CWE for me. Mm. Um, my contention was that, and, and I find this personally surprising is that uh, Gotham is a show that should not work. Yeah, it's not me. The kids oh, are playing on their the tabs. Tab. Okay, sorry. Um, You're the ding. Yeah, Gotham is a Removed show that should Carter. not work. It suffers in the most horrific way from prequelitis, meaning that, that we know how the story begins 20 years in the future, so the idea that, that something truly surprising is going to happen right now is not a reality. You know, we know that, that you know, Bullock and Jim are going to live. We know what Bruce is going to grow up to be. We know that Alfred will still be around. We know that Catwoman and, and you know, we know that all these uh, characters are still going to be there. Uh, the most interesting thing I've heard to this point, and, and I find... Uh, so many holes in this it it feels like holding a block of swiss cheese but someone out there on the interwebs has postulated that uh they think that oswald cobblepot may actually be the joker Mm. the idea being that there are that there are uh two oswald cobblepots out there in gotham and that one of them uh had his identity uh subsumed or uh taken over whatever the right word is um, by the person we know as Oswald Cobblepot right now. That is a very, that would really draw, make my jaw drop if I was watching the show. And that would be pretty cool. At the end. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, honestly, I, I think he, he's, he's not acting insane like the Joker right now. 
but he is definitely unhinged. He's definitely got some major personality quirks that the Penguin in the comic book series never really had. I I disagree with you wholeheartedly. To me, the, the Penguin is the most interesting character on Gotham. I think Oswald Cobblepot... And I think is the mo- I, I agree. I think he's an amazing character. I think he's completely sane, and he's probably the smartest person on that show. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think I, he's unhinged in any form or fashion. I think he's he, psychotic. Yeah. In There's that, a difference between okay. being psychotic and unhinged. Unhinged and psychotic. And crazy. He he is fully aware of what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He I knows think he's it is wrong. He's completely in control. But is this part of his master plan? Right. Well, I mean, it's part of his calculation to appear to be... Um, pathetic. Of course. Then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so this is a, a merely a role that he is playing I to achieve so. an end. And, you know, I don't mind that thought at all. But for me, um, so Gotham, it should not be a show that I give a rat's butt about. Um, I should look at this and go, blah, prequel, done, out. I'm not I sure watched I it, still care about it. I watched it out of some kind of feeling of almost responsibility to my personal uh, geekdom. Right. And found uh, that there are a lot of parts that show, like, um, I just I think the Fish Mooney is, I, I'm... Swipe I'm left. About swipe <laughs> left, yeah, on, on the whole hard. Fish Mooney thing. Though I don't think Jada Pinkett Smith is a bad actor, and I think she's oh, having a fun time with the role. Um, I like what she's doing with her new apprentice, um, but I just I don't know. It just it seems it seems to me that that Gotham and and again uh, when we taped uh, the episode last week, I had just watched Gotham and Flash in that order back to back, and so I uh, I walk away from it looking at Gotham, which is a rich show. It's got amazing. Uh, cinematography the costumes the sets the look of the show it's interesting that they drive cars in the 1970s mm-hmm. all their computers have crt monitors the old tv style monitors um but they use cell phones so what is the age of the you know what is the era the show's taking place in they intentionally yeah, that was are disguising purpose. you know what year the show might take place that in was definitely on purpose. And i think that's really cool yeah. you know I, I like those little touches I, I think that the casting is amazing and uh, the show, um, against my against my preconceptions, and, and frankly, against my better judgment, uh, if I allowed judgment to play a role in deciding whether or not to watch the show, um, it's really kind of grabbing me. I, 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 I really enjoy watching the hour pass by. I I am I um I agree with you on the prequelitis. Yeah, because that's kind of. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, here's where we started. Um, from the style standpoint, I'll, I'll agree with you that it is good and it is interesting, but it feels to me like it's pulling from too much of the movies, both the good and the bad parts yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything from Batman, uh, Batman and Robin to the original bat, the the original Batman from the '80s. Right. And it just feels like it doesn't have. A unique style to me, and I struggle with that because in that Batman they had they didn't have, you know they did the same thing they had older model cars in the city okay. and and you know everybody used typewriters but they didn't have computers I mean there, there was just little snippets like that nothing wrong with that I just wanted to have its own style I wanted to be its own Gotham and not 
an amalgamation of just all these Batmans we've seen before. I I think uh, my my biggest the, the biggest criticism I've heard that I I agree with is uh do the showrunners have a five-year plan, a seven-year plan? Who was it? Was it uh, Jim or it was one of the guys was saying that they were either theorizing or they'd read somewhere that, that this, show's, this show is expected to go on for maybe 10, 12 years. And I, I just I, see I, that happening. No, I can't. I just can't see that happening at all. I, I wonder, you know, do the showrunners have a plan for the show, you know, a J. Michael Straczynski Babylon 5 type plan for the direction of the show? Or are they just are they going to be winging it by episode no, you, you know, know fourteen? Getting the rights to a show like this to to the Batman universe, they have to have an end game or know where they're headed. There's no way they're I winging so. this. And you know whether that's one year, two years, five years, ten years, whatever. But I'm yeah. sure they have. I'm sure they know where they're headed. And you know I'm sure they know that the you know if it is going to go for how long did you say ten years? Uh, yeah, I, I don't I mean, know. They, they let's could, let's they consider that unsubstantiated. Um, I mean, they could do some some time jumps in there, and then you know we end up where Batman is like in his early thirties, Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and the show ends with him. The series that's ends how with I him w- putting on. That's his how cow. I want it. That's how I want it to end. Yeah. Even I if mean, it lasts one season, I want to see at the tail end of that last episode. <laughs> if nothing else, give us an epilogue. I want to see him, maybe. Putting the helmet on, the cowl on, or well, it's interesting how as, as early as it ended with with him with with Clark Kent at the um, at the Daily Planet and him running to the roof and just tearing his shirt. That's all you see is him tearing his shirt off in the S. That's how it ended. That was great. That was a lot of fun. I would love to see something like that. Because I'm, you know, going into the show, I wasn't sure that I even cared because there was no Batman. Mm-hmm. But they've. They've started to surprise me with developing the Bruce Wayne character already by, you know, in this last episode, even Alfred goes, well, that's some, that's some pretty good detective work there, young Master Bruce. And that's uh, part of the thing that I think is kind of cool yet perplexing at the same time is that, yeah, we're four episodes in or it was a fifth episode in and Bruce, who's how old is he? He's like 10, 10 11, yeah, whatever. He, He's already becoming a master detective. I know. I like that because yeah. it shows that he's got the aptitude for it. Yeah. He's 12 and Catwoman is, is cat cat girl, I guess. She's 14. 14, 15. Yeah, there's like a 2-year difference, so. But I like the fact that that he's already different, that he's already looking at the world mm-hmm. differently and wants to understand it. And even he even goes, I don't want revenge. I want justice. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's Batman to me. And so it, it almost feels like there's a prototype Batman in mm-hmm. this story. Like, you know, I'm reminded of the Patton Oswalt bit that we've listened to before. I don't know if we've shared it on the show, but he talks about meeting George Lucas and uh, talking about how he's getting ready to start on the prequels mm-hmm. and Darth Vader's going to be in the prequels, and he's like, yes, and oh, but we'll get to see him as a little kid. <laughs> oh, he's nice. Like, he's like, oh, okay. Is he going to have the uh, the sword and all that? No, we'll get to see him as his mom. He gets taken away from his mom, and he's very sad. And then he says, but Boba Fett's in it. All right, Boba Fett, love Boba Fett. Yeah, but we get to see him as a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> and so the end of that bit is, I don't, I don't. I just love what I love, and I don't care 
I don't need to see where it came from or how it started. Just give me more of what I love. And so that was me kind of struggling with this idea of this prequel to Batman. You know, if it's not going to have Batman in it, I don't think I'm going to care enough about it. I don't know that I care enough about Gordon's early career or the fact that Catwoman is a 14-year-old girl now. I just, Mm. it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. But while there are things about the show that I like, there are still things about it that I don't like, and it's not hitting on all cylinders for me the way Flash is. Okay. But I'll continue to watch it. I'll continue and to see, watch as well. And I I'll find suffer it. through Fish Mooney. I think <laughs> I think she's a horrible actress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I think she did better in The Matrix, whatever movie that was in, she was in. But her, she's way over the Second, top. third. Yeah, she's way over the top for me in this. I'll, you know, no disrespect to Will Smith, but, you know. She, to, to me, she, she just doesn't reek of danger. I'm not. No. I'm not afraid of her. No. Right. Right. That uh, like Falcone. Falcone, you're like, yeah, this guy's this guy's bad news. But um I just don't see her as a mob boss. No, it, it does seem weird too that that Fish Mooney apparently is a completely original idea for the TV show. Yeah. It has nothing to do with any of the comic books over the I course of the last that. 75 years. I applaud that. I think that's good. You need something fresh and you to keep us into it. I don't yeah. mind it. It does seem weird that that's, that's the thing you pull out of thin air for the series, though. I don't have there a you go. Is the character yes. of Fish Mooney. Yeah. I mean, of all, you know, of all the things they could have done, which you know, would have produced characters which weren't in the original comics, you know, just why, why the character of Fish Mooney? Very good. You know what? I don't know. Very I think good. may bother me more about that character than Jada... Pinkett Smith is the fact mm-hmm. that some somebody named her Fish. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible name for a lady. I yeah. don't. I mean, if I was a guy, I wouldn't want to be me. named Fish. No, much I mean, less a lady. I mean, you know, that's Penguin is a derogative name. It's a it's a yeah. making fun of the guy, right? Mm-hmm. And why would somebody? be called fish and and not have a problem with it. Well, now, I I heard a I heard a just kind of a a theory which take it for what you will, but you know, penguins eat fish. Penguins eventually going to eat her up. Hmm. Just, you know, eat up her empire. Gobble gobble. Gobble like, gobble. That kind of I mean, works for me. Yeah, but that's a little on the nose. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, it, oh, big one, oh, penguins got the nose. Oh, Swipe right. Oh, yeah. Swipe right. Swipe right. <laughs> Boom, you didn't even mean for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. That was good. <laughs> On the nose, penguins. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, the actor who plays Penguin mm-hmm. made an appearance in The Walking Dead in really? season four. Did he get eaten? Well, in the or is he still shambling? No, not in the. He disappeared. <laughs> okay. In the episode he was in. All right. In the first episode of season five of Walking Dead, which my goodness has just been. Just and we're just now into season five, right? Yeah. We're, we're a few we're episodes really? in. Really? That's we're amazing. We're two episodes in. Okay. Maybe it's three episodes in. Something like that. But oh my goodness. Oh. It is. I I can't be positive enough about it. Anyway, <laughs> his character shows up again in the first episode of this season. Kind okay. of explains where he'd been. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any words. And um, he gets killed. I won't go into how or why. But... What's interesting is that, I'll get it, was that uh, 
he was filming Gotham and flew out to Atlanta for the weekend and shot his one scene <laughs> and then flew back to resume filming okay. on Gotham. It was just kind of a neat, kind of a bow tie they put on uh, this one little story thing that happened a while back, and they were able to tie it up because he had the opportunity to do so. You know, they um, when you said Walking Dead had been on for five seasons, that's that's kind of that we were d- earlier this evening. We were talking about the iPod celebrating its thirteenth year, yeah. And I said it seems like the iPod has been around forever, like mm-hmm. just like a cassette player, yeah. just like DVRs. We've just always had them, but. It's hard to believe that only 13 years passed. And you're telling me that Walking Dead has been around for five years. Again, that's a show that just feels like, well, that's the reverse, I guess, well, because it feels like it just started. It actually hasn't been around for five years, oh. but we're in its fifth season. Okay. Let me go to the, uh, it started in 10, 2010. Okay. The first. Um, well, wait a Dang. minute. Wait a My minute. Goodness. That is five years. Okay. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah. So it is five-ish years. The first episode was only, the first season was only six episodes That's long. That's right. But we had to wait, you know, s- at least six months, probably nine months to get the next season. Mm. And then it's been, well, it, no, it's been October for every year. Okay. So it's been, it, yeah, because it has been. That makes sense. It's been five years, Frank. Wow. You believe that? Man, yeah, we're hardly. starting season five now. People, so. as you get older, time moves faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like crazy fast. If you, if I didn't know that, if you would ask me how long it had been on, I would have said three years. Yeah, no, believe it or not, five yeah. years. Um, and it's still the most popular AMC oh cable show, I think. Like it's, it has crazy uh, ratings. It's amazing. Let's see, season five has had um, two episodes only. Only two episodes. I don't have cable, so but I know it's available on Netflix. So, yeah. uh, season four is on Netflix now, yeah. so you can catch up with that. Um, anything else about Flash, Gotham, Arrow? I just think, in general, uh, my impressions on both those shows. I don't have an opinion on Arrow or uh, Agents because uh, I'm not caught up. But Gotham uh, and the Flash, um, I honestly think that Gotham is better done um i like the uh, the writing better i like uh, the look of it better i like the uh, actors uh better um it's less cwe than uh the flash is um and i'm surprised at how much i find myself kind of sucked into gotham I, i'm not to the point yet it's not fringe you know where it's like oh my god is it thursday is it thursday is yeah. i can't i can't stand it you know it's like I, i've yeah, I, I almost never watch shows live these days unless it's a sporting event. But you know, it's like holy crap! Um, it taped, it taped tonight, and and there's no way I'm going to bed without watching it. I'm right. not there yet, um, but I think it's really well done, and I'm interested to see if it can continue to sustain interest. Uh, I hope frankly. it does, um, because well, I just think that uh, you know Donald Logue and um, um, Ben McKenzie are really good. And I really, I, really like, I dig the direction that we're heading in so far. I like Bullock a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, comparatively, I think The Flash is, uh, it, it feels, not amateurish, but it feels like, it's just, the way I described it was, to me, Gotham almost feels like uh, Sopranos or something. I mean, it's, it's real deep. There's a lot of layers to it. Um, the Flash feels like 
something off of CW. And it is meant to connote, you know, a feel, but it's not meant in a derogatory way. I think The Flash is a fun, cool show with a ton of promise, and it's darn sure good enough. I mean, I'm not trying to say it's a bad show in any way, because it's not. It's a good show. It's just, it's a different feel. It, it is really apples and oranges uh, to, you know, to compare the two. I think it's unfair. I mean, clearly, Flash and Arrow can be compared to each other. Um, and I love, thank you, CW, for giving us uh, The Flash, um, because you're starting your own little universe. And it's going to be interesting that, um, yeah, that's me. It is me. I know. <laughs> Thank you. That's cool. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. And, and, and I wonder, you know. There's going to be room I, because we we may have a firestorm. Yeah, well, I, I hope for, I hope in, in the biggest of big dog ways, success for The Flash and success for Arrow and, and the, the and future expansion of this uh, DC uh, televised universe. We may have a Suicide Squad too, as yeah. a miniseries. I mean that that works for me. Um, I wonder, you know, I, you know, we're gonna have to see, but um, I like what I'm hearing about the uh, Batman Superman movie. Um, it, it seems to me that this may actually set a foundation that might be successful. Uh, we'll see. A lot of it has to do with the actors. We really don't know much about the casting yet. I mean, we, we know who a lot of the principals are. Well, DC has um, that movie plan that they right. just announced. Yes, and, and uh, um, you know, unless, again, we, unless, we talked about that on the DC TV podcast. But um, un- Unless Batman v Superman is a total dud, which yeah. it probably won't be. I mean, I think that's, they're guaranteed to make money I think off that. that. It I has think to be really bad it, for it not if to. If nothing else, the opening weekend will be huge, and nothing mm-hmm. can stop that. Now, we'll see how it does and. You know, overseas markets and Blu-ray sales and, I mean, sp- and all that spi- stuff. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not a good movie, but it still made a ton of money. Yeah. And um, apparently, I mean, enough Sony, to- Sony knows it wasn't yeah. what they needed it to be because, you know, they've they've kind of taken Amazing Spider-Man 3 off of the schedule. Mm. You know, like it's or it's changed its release date mm. to unknown. You know, they've kind of shuffling things around. There will be one because they want to hold on to that property, but yeah. it, it, may be, it may be something. I heard a rumor that Marvel and Sony were talking and maybe nego- trying to negotiate the use of Spider-Man in upcoming Marvel movies. That would be fun. I read the same thing, and I, I wonder to myself uh, why you just would automatically poo-poo the idea of cooperating, you know, cross-pollinating your, your universes. I mean, you don't have to have, you know, the... Spider-Man's universe doesn't all of a sudden have to be the exact Marvel movie universe, but the idea that, that oh, man, well, you just can't use these characters. Um, I mean, I get it economically that, you know, we paid we paid for this asset, and it's yeah. ours to use, and it's not yours to use. That's why, that's why you know, we paid for it, not you. Exclusivity. Right. Yeah, we're paying for that. But it does, doesn't it seem like, as they say, a rising tide lifts all boats, and that... The more you can create, I've never interest heard in, that before. That's why fun. are you That's making fun, things up, Bill? That's a fun story. I've never heard it's that a fun before. Story I have heard earthquakes move all cabins. I have heard that. No, I haven't. That's a lie. I'm sorry. Okay. I just wanted to see this one. All lakes are giant <laughs> toilet bowls. Have you ever heard that one? No, but I'm going to use it now. Good. You no, know, it's true though. Whenever I visit a lake, yes, <laughs> I'm yes. just saying. And I'm just saying. And Stay away from this general area. Yeah. And don't forget, the world is our ashtray. If you feel that warm current 
real by your uh-huh. leg. You might want to make sure uh, Brad's not upstream <laughs> from you a little bit. That's what I'm saying. If you see a, if you see Brad standing very still and smiling, ain't no stage fright <laughs> when you're when you're waist deep in the water. You know what I'm nice, talking about? Nice, you know I mean? nice, nice. Hey, going back to Flash and Don't Gotham. Don't do that in South America. Um, just real quick for the Flash. Yes, I like it one because there it's my favorite between that and Gotham. Cool, because it is it is kind of a positive, happy. Yeah, show that has a central character that you're following. With Gotham, nothing wrong with it being dark, nothing wrong with being moody, but you you have several characters you're following, and I don't quite know yep. who to follow for the most part. There's not a central character. I love the point you're making. Follow Gary, the one I totally that's on the screen. Yeah. One, of, one of the things I've had an issue with uh, is that the Marvel movies, to me, have been plenty serious at times, but they've all had an element of fun and lightness to them. Um, at least, in if nothing else, as a as a, uh, a counterpart to the the seriousness that's going on elsewhere. But they never forget that you need to be able to smile, laugh, whatever, a little tiny bit. Um, and I, I've always wondered, and you know, I, I should research this and see if there's actually any. Uh, uh, written answer to this that the the theory that the dc movies are supposed to be grim and basically uh joyless um because uh uh, find me find me the uh the lol moments in any of nolan's batman movies uh find me a moment uh where you feel like smiling uh in the man of steel they're not there those moments are not there those are really those are really good movies Um, you know what happens if you put those moments in those movies you get Batman and Robin, directed by Joel Schumacher. Well, <laughs> yeah, and, and you see, get that is tough. the Batman 1966 TV show. Well, well, somehow the Marvel movies have managed to find a balance. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. the DC uh, movies, to this point, have not tried to find a balance. And I agree. If you, if you do it in a some, ham-fisted way, there you'll some, ruin the impact of the rest of the, the movie. There was some lightheartedness in the Green, uh, Green Lantern movie with yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But look how that did. Well, and a lot of people say that that uh, that was them kind of trying to ape the Marvel style. That was the one movie where they said we're going to let this one be serious and fun, and you know we're going to weave those together in such a way that uh, the loom of fate will uh, shine, you know, brightly on the DC Marvel universe. If and you if you look at the at the Tim Burton Batman. I seem to remember that there were some light moments that you could kind of that would take the tension off you. Oddly enough, they came with the Joker. Yeah, and that came with the Joker. Yeah. I mean, Where Joker would have one like wonderful that's the exact scene yeah. I was thinking about. This crazy I didn't anybody scene. tell me he had one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at uh, the second Batman movie. Oh yeah, um, grim. Oh, Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yeah. So grim, so dark yeah. that I didn't care about. You know the what that character. movie needed. A, I'll a tell you release. what. The, I've got the answer. A release. Okay, what? that was a, that movie needed more cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> it did right. It did. Yeah. It's simple. Um, yeah, the, the, I think the third uh, Batman Forever, the one with Val Kilmer and uh, um, Jim Carrey and yeah, Tom Tommy Tom, Lee Jones, yeah. Nicole Kidman. That movie had uh, a decent balance of fun. Although Joel Schumacher I was didn't hate trying. That. To ruin the movie, uh, trying to ruin the franchise at that point. He didn't succeed at ruining the I didn't franchise hate that until movie. he got to Batman and Robin. I did not hate that movie either. I hated Batman and Robin, and it continues to this day to be the worst movie 
that have, has ever been put on film, but in my opinion. But Batman Forever, Batman it Forever just, was it's just a little too much on the goofy side. Yeah. They could have just brought it, just evened it out a little bit more. As, but I don't as much as I movie. loved the pun, I wish they hadn't put in the scene where Chris O'Donnell says, Holy rusted metal, Batman. Uh, and Batman even looks at him and goes, What? He goes, This metal, it's rusted and has a lot of holes in it. Yeah, I remember that line. <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> like, eh, Okay, that's, that's nice probably. Nice try. Yeah. Probably pushing it a little bit. Yeah. So it just it makes me wonder: um, is there something where DC has actually given the mandate out to their their movie people? Hey, keep it serious, people. This is not this is not this is not playtime. This is not recess. You know, it's like keep it serious. Whereas the TV people have clearly uh, now Arrow is for the most part a, a, a drama. I'm trying to think of light, funny moments in Arrow, and I'm not. Coming up with any off the top You'll of my head. You'll get a quip. I mean, that that's what uh, Smoke is about. That's her character. She is the... Okay, uh, I guess which, I haven't seen way, her yet. Um, Felicity Smoke. Felicity oh, right. Yeah. yeah, okay, Felicity. She is the comic relief. By the way, yeah. I know you haven't watched it yet, but Brad, I have noticed that with Felicity Smoke this season, yes. they have putting her, been putting her in a lot of dresses and really showing off her hiney. And her Cleveland. And yeah, and I have, I'm not complaining. But I'm not complaining. I, I, but they, I have, I noticed that I the last uh, few episodes. It's like she will walk into a room and the camera will just follow <laughs> that butt. She's, yeah, I mean, she was always dressed like she was going to work at Queen Consolidated, you mm-hmm. know, in a in a nice outfit or whatever. But well, no, yeah, at I've first noticed. she was she was a little on the nerdy side, you know. Well, when the producers realized, well, she's actually pretty hot. Yeah. Maybe we should play that up a little bit. Yeah. And, w- and when she does herself up, sh- I mean, she's just gorgeous. But for the most part, ponytail glasses, but just some dynamite dresses. Yeah. Oh, my God. I nice. Just, I and I have know. another comment about that uh, show, not that mm-hmm. subject, but that show that I will just talk to you about um, without Bill around because I don't want to spoil anything okay. for Bill. Um, well, that's sweet of you. I appreciate that. I'm going to try to catch up. Can I don't we know, maybe we'll have a... Agents of Shield marathon, or maybe we'll finish out season two or something. What's this our runtime? Uh, it looks like we're just at about fifty-five minutes. I'm going to guess. Can we switch cool. gears? Yeah, and uh, just go off. I I brought some things I wanted to to touch on. Okay. Um, let's talk about comic books. Oh, no! I've actually started. Buying some new comics every once in a while. What? Nice. I missed it. Going to the old LCS. Yeah, I missed it. Strolling, um, twirling your cane. Oh, oh, quick! Just quick aside. Quick aside. We're talking about comic books. Yes. I went to two comic book stores while I was in Paris. That was one thing I wanted to do. Oh, really? wicked! Yeah. Um. A little disappointing in that both stores could have been an American store. There was nothing. Huh different about them. The clientele was almost the same. Essentially all American comic books, all the monthlies, all the singles, they were all in English but a lot of trades were in French. And um, it basically if you were to walk blindfolded into a, a French comic book store, the two I went to, you would think you're in America. Interesting. That'd be fine with I me. would not have guessed yeah, that. Yeah, uh, but I was expecting just something different. Well, anyway. I mean, back in the old days uh, they used to package stuff differently for the European uh, audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty radically differently. I mean, you'd see collections and large print formats and and you'd see all sorts of cool ways to package single issues from over here and um okay maybe uh maybe they're just flat out just flying the floppies over and 
Who's flying the floppies? Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah. Um, well, you guys know, obviously, I'm an Aliens and Predator and uh, fan. And uh-uh. I've heard that. Dark Horse has started uh, a, a story under the uh, main banner of Fire and Stone. Kay. But it's being told in four different comics. One is a uh, Prometheus comic. Really? Yeah, that takes place um, after the Prometheus movie. <laughs> One is a new <laughs> Aliens really? comic, which takes place okay. long after the Prometheus story. One is an Alien versus Predator, and then one is just a Predator. And it's uh, they're all tied together in one vast tapestry, and we'll get to okay. see how they all tie together as they are published. They're yeah. all um, four-issue okay. series, and they're being published one issue per month. Cool. Now, uh, normally I would have just waited to get the trades, and I'm probably going to get the trades anyway, but I just felt like buying a comic one okay. day. So I just started... I went to the. St- I've been going to the store every once in a while, like just to look around or with my kids or yeah. just to. I don't want to totally not be immersed in that world anymore. So if I see a store, I'm going to go in it and just look around or whatever. Buy a cool. Buy a little thing, or trinket your, or yeah, whatever. Get your keychain. Keychain or a a two tumbler or a glass yeah, or a nice yeah, koozie. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I started buying this um little hat. Yeah. <laughs> I started buying a. You know, you say one like some, uh, some Superman <laughs> pajama pants. <laughs> Anyways, I started buying Lead monthly figure. comics again, and and it was, it feels kind of good. And then um, lunchbox, I, lunchbox, I, I lunchbox. Star, uh, Star Wars lunchbox. lunchbox, lunchbox. I saw a uh, Ethan Van Skyver drawn Ooh. Wonder Woman. Uh, they started a new book called Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman. Really, it's, it's like an anthology. It's got okay. several stories in it. Maybe two or three. That's or half four. our wasted's own Ethan Van Skyver, yeah, by is. the way. Um, and she's in her old pre New Fifty Two. Oh, really? And, uh, in her, in this uh, story, it's that a, doesn't make sense. Well, I didn't care. All I wanted to see yeah. was Wonder Woman drawn the way I know Ethan yeah. can draw her in her old costume. And uh, so I ended up buying it. And then the next month, I bought. Does he do next, interior art? Yeah, on the main Ooh. story. On, and that's a Gene Ha cover on issue number two of nice. Sensation Comics. If if DC doesn't publish a monthly comic book okay. that has Wonder Woman in it every month, yeah. they will lose the license really? to publish Wonder Woman. Um, okay, so It'll that leads to me the, to my next question. They'll they, go back to the creator's family. They cancel the Azarello Chang title? It's been that long since I've looked at uh, DC uh, monthlies. I, I think so, because that's this is the Wonder yeah. Woman... It's Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman. It's That's on. weird. Why would they? Uh, why would they do that? Assume now, well, are are there more than one story in each? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. There's. Are like they said, really short? Anthology. Are you, I mean, are you getting more than twenty pages in an issue? Yeah. Like, are they any good? This the story. Yeah. So far, they've been interesting. I mean, it's like cool. different styles and and. But I. There may, I mean, do you have at like least two stories okay. in each one of these books? All right. One's a longer story and then a shorter story. So I what, you got an 11, 12, 13-page story and then yeah. a six-page story, something like that? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I like it. It's just different. And, I, of course, I love uh, Ethan's artwork. Yes. Um, I, uh, I caved because I miss him. Mm-hmm. And I bought a, um Amazing Spider-Man number one. So is it Peter out. Parker? It's Peter Parker. This is after he... 
regained his body. Okay. Okay. And they rebooted with a number one. And All right. The, the Superior Spider-Man, you know, ended, and they came out with Amazing Spider-Man number one. And okay. There's, there's more than one story in this as well. There's several. And this was a that looks like a big fat comic. It though. is. That's it was more than five ninety nine. Ooh, Lordy. It is a big, thick comic. Now, well, is it all original stories, or is it kind of uh, a little anthology No, it's anthology, but it's like a current news story, and then there might have been like a, a flashback. Or, but I think it's mostly new. It's all new stuff. It's mm-hmm. new created stuff, but it's like I read through it once, and I enjoyed it. Um, it was a cool cover, too. It's basically modeled after the old McFarlane uh, pose that was on the 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 Spider-Man eponymous book that he started by himself. Gotcha. Anyways, I bought that. Um, there's a storyline coming up in the Spider-Man comics called Spider Edge of Spider-Verse or the Spider-Verse or something where every published version of Spider-Man there has ever been are all going to come together in <laughs> one story that, really? that spans uh, several Spider-Man books. Ben Riley. Ben Riley's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Any Spider-Man, the Indian Spider-Man that they published in India. Yeah. Any, oh, my gosh. There's actually um, alternate versions of Spider-Man that have been maybe seen one time. There's actually a Spider-Gwen. There's one universe out there where Gwen Stacy lived and became mm-hmm. the Spider-Man <laughs> character. We'll get to see Peter Porker, the amazing Spider-Ham. <laughs> he is in it. I yes. told that's what I'm yes, saying. Yes, he is. Spider-Man 2099, created by Peter David's in it. Oh. Uh, he's back now in the in our current timeline anyway. One of my favorite names in comics, Mayday Parker. She's in it. Oh, any, yeah. Any Spider-Man you can think of that yeah, you've ever cool. seen is going to be in this. Does that include like the Spider-Womans and Spider-Girls yeah. and all that? Yeah. Fantastic. Anyway, that's coming up. Now, uh, real quick, how, what happened to uh, Dr. Octavius? I don't know. Okay. Because I didn't read that stuff. Okay. I think I read See, I got in somewhere that he said that he really, his whole point of doing this was to prove that he was better than Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So he could, that he could be superior mm-hmm. to Spider-Man and be a superior hero. So... He was in his old body that was dying. Right, yes. Transferred Peter's consciousness into it and became the superior Spider-Man, who apparently killed somebody. I didn't read those books, but he killed one or two people in his Spider-Man form. I watched a... Or no, I read his first trade. Superior? And he was just very, yeah, he was just very arrogant and yeah. full of yes. himself. And, and, uh, yeah. Um, and I but just wasn't interested in it. In the end... Octavius realized that all he wanted to be was a hero. He wanted to be a hero. And the only thing he could do, the only way he could become an actual true hero was to sacrifice his life. And he did that and ended up giving Peter Parker back control of his body. So he sacrificed like his id then, basically. I think he's, I think he's like dead dead. Huh. Well, he didn't but have I a body to return to. Exactly. So I didn't read the story, but I think... It's interesting. How in will theory, they... In theory, Dr. Octopus is no more. How will they, uh, in, in two and a half years, and they decide to bring him triumphantly back, how will they do that? I can answer that very quickly. Yes. Uh, he had a backup of his personality on a computer. Someone is going to come across this computer and find, not know what it is, and his consciousness will come into that person, and then there's... There you or go. AIM will build him a new body or something. something. Many years ago, in the Amazing Spider-Man comic, uh, 
Dr. Octopus died. Mm-hmm. Dead. Okay. A couple years later, was re, uh, was resurrected by the hand. Oh. Okay, so okay. he's always away. Yeah, so, always away. And then one more monthly, and then I want to touch on something. This is a new book by Scott Snyder, who's writing yeah. uh, Batman. Yes. It's called Witches, W-Y-T-C-H-E-S, published by Image, art by Jock. Yeah, okay. And Matt Hollingsworth. And um, I really liked the little bit of Batman that I've read that Scott Snyder has written. I read the first trade worth of Snyder Batman yeah. issues. I really liked and what he did. It was interesting. And I heard a synopsis of what this story is about, and um, I decided to pick it up. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, I've been um, uh, I've got a uh, a collection of the, what I've been pouring through for the last oh gosh month or so is uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy run from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I have them in digital format. And um, I'm almost the I'm on issue like 55 of 62, and um, I'm I'm starting to it, it's like getting to the end of a book you've been enjoying, and you know, it's, oh man, I've only got 12 pages left. This sucks. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm getting to that point uh, where it's like I kind of don't want it to end. I mean, I'm one of those people that I I could um, Zoe, the amazing Zoe, is one of those people that she she says that she'll read the last page of a book before she starts it. Yeah. Which I find amazing. Some yeah. people are like that, and yeah. that's fine. I've uh, done that. I, I don't have an issue with that. I'm one of those people that I'm more likely to get to. I'm I'm more likely to get all the way uh, to where I'm 12 pages away from the end of a book, and then put it down because I don't want to finish it. Right. You know, because I just the, the day you finish it is the day you're done with it. Um. And uh, right now, now I've I've been more I've been engrossed in and reading uh, comic books off me tab. So I've been kind of lazy, uh, uh, literarily, but um, I've got uh, um, the last uh, uh, the last two um, Thomas Covenant books that uh, that I have not um, I've not been able to start the last one because I keep telling myself, man, it's been too long now. You got to go back and reread the third before you start the fourth one, and it takes so long for me to read a book like that that I just you know I don't know if I'm intimidated to start a, a a process that big because you're talking 1200 some odd pages. I have both a prediction. Books. Yes. You'll never read that last book. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm afraid you're right. I, I really honestly think I will because I've read the last, I've read the last books of, of previous, you know, tomes. I think a lot in general, this is not something that I practice a whole lot. It's more a, a philosophy, I think. Um, um, so I don't know. But um, the, the one thing with the guardians, you know, and, and obviously, you know, my guardians love, I, I've, I've had love for the Guardians since I picked up issues uh, 27, 28, and 29 of the Defenders off of the uh, the spinner rack at the gas station when I was a kid. Um, and it was uh, Doctor Strange, Hulk, uh, Valkyrie, um, Nighthawk um, going into the future to take the Guardians of the Galaxy back home and they help them uh, liberate uh, Earth. You know, or they start the process of liberating Earth um, um, before the defenders come back, and that was the first time I'd ever seen the Guardians. And I've just, I've always, I've always had a, a love, on, a love on for stuff that happens in the future. You know, I just, I'm, I'm fascinated with what happens sure. next. You know, it's, it's, it's the opposite of prequelitis. Prequel, as, as much as prequelitis sucks, going a thousand years in the future and telling me what happens is, I love it. Sure. I just, you know, it's, it's, I'm, you know, that's my sci-fi geek cred uh, poking out right there. But uh, even more so than. 
sci-fi happening in the present. I want sci-fi happening in the future. I, I want to learn the, the the fake history of this timeline or whatever. Yeah, I'm just, fa- you know, just fascinated with, with all time travel. One more book I wanted to talk about. Yes. Have you, you see what it says on the top right-hand corner of this? Okay. Epic Collection. This is a trade paperback of from Marvel of Moon Knight books. Mm-hmm. Well, they've started this new format of trades called Epic Collection. Okay. And what it is is they've looked at, for instance, we'll talk about Moon Knight. They've okay. looked at everything that's been published from Moon Knight, and they've mapped out, if they were to reprint everything... They were mapped out uh, what issues will be in which volume okay. of the epic collection. And when all is said and done, if you buy all the volumes, you'll have a complete run of the Moon Knight character and everything he's been published in. Oh, how cool. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, that's groovy. So it's, yeah. So it's not just the uh, uh, the Moon Knight comic itself. No. As, as I'm thumbing through it, it's kind of fun to, to see just the art. Ish, the art styles change from issue to well, issue. and you're used to seeing um, those collection, uh, those collections being black and white. Yeah, that's really cool. That's in color. Those are um, those Heavy. are the essentials. Yeah, that's a 500 page book. Mm-hmm. Those are the essentials that are like the black and white. But all these okay. are in color. Yeah, and you'll see on the back, on the spine, it does not have a number, but the numbers on the back. True. Okay. It says volume yes. one. Yes, certainly um, does. 1975 to 1981. Open up the front cover. Now see. Uh, on that page, it shows you what they've mapped out, what okay. they've published, and what they've got coming very soon. So, for got instance, it. Amazing Spider-Man, which volumes have they published or what's coming out soon? Well, it says uh, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Great Power, Volume 1, Ghosts of the Past, Volume 15, Cosmic Adventures, Volume 20, and Round Robin, Volume 22. So what they've done is they've looked at the history, the publishing history of Amazing Spider-Man, okay. and they've mapped out volumes for it and they've said okay let's go ahead and publish volume one of our epic collection yeah what hasn't been reprinted ever or recently oh okay in the spider-man publication history well these issues that that fall in theoretical volume 15 yeah haven't been published ever or in a very long time so let's publish volume 15 then they'll go back and publish for the Spider-Man character, they'll go back and publish not in chronological order, but they'll eventually publish all the volumes. Okay, so you can have the collection. You can have the collection, and when they're all said and done, you'll have volumes one through thirty or whatever. But they won't publish them in chronological order. That That's awesome. to me um, feels a little bit like when you get demo versions of a song uh-huh. that. Um, because, you know, it's, it's not the musician's strongest. You know, they're trying something out and stuff like yeah. that. The single, I, I thought this was something else. The single issues kind of feel like, you know, maybe they left them out for a reason. Maybe it wasn't the strongest storyline or maybe it wasn't well, the strongest There art. are collections that have left stuff out. Yeah. Um, but the idea of these uh, epic collections is that it publishes every appearance... Every full issue appearance, even in this Moon Knight one, yeah, there are some Defenders issues, but yeah, Moon Knight appeared in a previous issue to the one that they first published in this, but only he was like in the last two pages okay, or something. Yeah. So instead of publishing all that, he'd just been introduced at the end of that, but he appears in the entire issue of the 
three or four defenders yeah. issues that they publish in here. Well, these stinking defenders issues uh, again. Um, um, oh, John Warner uh, wrote this. Um, uh, not Cherry Conway. Um, uh, guy wrote Howard the Duck. Um, Steve Gerber. Steve Gerber. He was writing the defenders. So for a while, you had this amazing super group right in the Defenders, it, uh, especially through uh, the 40s uh, uh, issues. You had, uh, you had Steve Gerber writing, and you had Keith Giffen and Klaus Janssen doing the artwork, and it was just gorgeous. I, I thought for a while that, that what you were headed towards was that this was going to be like an encapsulation of the hero's history, and kind of like his major story arcs. No. That's what I thought you were kind of headed. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess that, that's kind of cool, especially if you have a collector and you want to have all the issues. That's pretty cool. I would I would definitely... There are a few characters that I would definitely want to have every... Like a complete run of all his mm-hmm. stuff that he's ever been in. May I see that for a moment? Yeah. It's just it's interesting how uh, anchors... I was sitting there flipping through... Issue 47 is inked by Klaus Janssen. Issue 48 is inked by Dan Green. Issue 48, it looks like Jack Kirby. Mm. I mean, it looks like you're watching Jack Kirby's artwork. It's, it's really cool. Um, his first, Moon Knight's first appearance was in Werewolf by Night number 32. Yes. The first time we ever saw him, and that's where this starts. And then he was in that for two issues. He was in Marvel Spotlight for two issues. He was in Defenders for four issues. Two issues of Peter Parker, the Sp- uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Marvel 2 and 1, one issue, and he, off and on. Then he got his own series, and they've got the first four issues of that, and then at the same time, concurrently, there was a Black and White Hulk magazine okay. that he appeared in. So they've just kind of taken it, and like, if you want to see where a character started and how it got to where it is now, I believe that's what this epic collection is for. So, like... um Captain America, Volume 1 they published, Volume 9 and Volume 12. The first, vo- pub- the first volume they've published of Daredevil in this epic collection form is 18. It's the Fall from Grace storyline. That hasn't been reprinted in forever, if it w- ever was collected. Okay. So they're, they're, they're taking bits and pieces, and again, the theory is that eventually I could have Volumes 1 through 15. Nice. Of this on my shelf. That's weird. They're just not going to come out in uh, in a particular order. No, <laughs> you know they like. No, you're not going to like. For instance, with um. With uh, the X Men, mm-hmm. how many times has the the Phoenix Saga been? Republished? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've millions I've got, and millions of times. I've got right? the Phoenix Saga in uh, two separate trades. Like, they're not going to publish that for a long time. They'll eventually will. Right. But Iron Man, what's one of the most famous stories? Is Demon in a Bottle. Demon in a Bottle, right? absolutely, yeah. It's Demon not on this list of things that have been published or okay. will be published. They'll, okay. They'll eventually get to it to complete the collection, but they're publishing such things as Stark Wars, Enemy Within, m- less published things. That's really cool. I really like the idea of this epic collection. Yeah, That'll it's be definitely cool. the collector. Like, nice get job, everything. Marvel. It is the collector. It's like a deep album cuts, man. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it a lot. You know, I um, if I were to ever start a comic book universe, you know, because continuity so... The longer a hero lasts, the more complicated his hero... His hero... Um, or his history becomes right. more involved. 
I would really love to have a comic book universe where things happen in real, kind of in real time. Or not, not in real time, but like people age every year. Marvel's done that once. Really? Yeah. With the, uh, the new universe. Okay. Remember DP7, uh, Starbrand? Um, Actually, I don't, but so they did try it. They did, they did do that once, and it was around for a while. DP7, and how, how often are books published? Every one month? Yeah. yeah. Well, that issue, you know, the, the, the June issue of that took place 30 days after the previous issue. I realize that the one drawback to that is from a marketing standpoint, you know, your characters, they, they age, they, they, they actually die. Yeah. They, so that would have to be someone who's like really into the story and not so much into the character. You could have superheroes, of course, and you could have superheroes that don't age, and that would take care of that, but there would have to be some heroes that just kind of end up dying because they're human. Like, all the humans would eventually just get so old that they die yeah. and, and stuff. But I, I, w- I just kind of wish there was something like that because then, you know, in the 1980s, this happened. You know, like, the, the problem with Tony Stark a little bit was, like, you know, wasn't he in the Korean War for a little while, then the Vietnam War, and now he's in the Afghan War? Right. And, and, and so that part, you know, it's always kind of fuzzy and stuff. But this way, you could always say it started here during the Korean War, and then this character died here, and then his son took up the mantle here, and you know, so you have a nice lineage, and things don't contradict each other. Sometimes a contradiction—I I know that's part of the fun <laughs> of superheroes. Eh, sometimes it bugs me a little bit. That's one of the things about the the pre New Fifty Two DC that I enjoyed so much is that they had legacy characters. Yeah, they had Jay Garrick. Then they had Barry Allen, yeah. and then they had Wally West, mm-hmm. and then he had kids, you yeah. know, and there was there was Dick Grayson, and then there was Jason Todd, and then there was Tim. What's his face? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, you got a feeling of time passage, yeah, in the DC universe, m- more so to me than than in Marvel, and that's one of the things I really liked about the old DC. That's the thing I miss the most about the old yeah. DC. Yeah, I'm um, I'm kind of half surprised that we're still new 52-ing. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised I haven't hit the reset button yet. Well, you know, uh, what, um, I forget what book it is, apparently, but it's being written by, oh, who wrote the Bwahaha Justice League? That was... Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Giffen and Dematis, or Demateus. They had... They, I think it's still going. Last year, maybe earlier this year, they were writing. Oh, son of a gun! I Justice read a couple League issues. Three thousand. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's great. It was a replacement for Legion because they canceled Legion. Right, those sons of guns. And what? Still not happy. What with them they had done that. is they had somehow created. I, I, I've read the first six issues. Created of that. new was, versions of. It was it was compelling. The Justice and, uh, League. Howard Porter did the art on it. He yeah. inked his own art. And I never could take the uh, the Porter Dell artwork of the Morrison JLA run, um, but Grant Morrison doing excuse me, um, uh, Howard Porter doing his own inks uh, is real gritty, real, very different art than nothing like you'd expect. I think from Porter, maybe just because I don't know his other work well enough. But um, what it is you've got uh, you've got two twins in uh, in the year three thousand. And uh, what's kind of cool is they uh, Giffen 
uh, came on board and had a lot to do with uh, finishing up the uh, the Legion uh, run that preceded this. And uh, the first six issues, at least, or seven issues, whatever it is I've read, um, you've not heard Legion of Superheroes characters referenced or heard the Legion uh, referenced directly that I remember. Um, but you're definitely living in, you know, at the end of the Legion run, Giffen had screwed up that universe big time. It's like the 30th century is a crummy place to be right now. And the uh, Justice League 3000 picks up in that universe. Okay. Um, it's really cool. They had uh, basically uh, Tharok, one of the Fatal Five Legion of Superheroes uh, uh, adversary. He had uh, engineered basically the uh, the crashing of the global internet, mm. or the, the galactic internet, basically. Um, and so all of a sudden, um, everything from faster than light drive to instantaneous communication was cut off. It basically threw the entire galaxy into the... Uh, the Dark Age is a little too strong a term, but it, it threw it threw the galaxy basically back into the Stone Age. All of a sudden, you know, you had to rely on you know warp technology. There was no such thing as instant transport. You know that kind of, that kind of thing. Um, so the world that they come into is pretty awful, and um, uh, the twins who have have uh, been called the Wonder Twins. Right. Um, and they start referring to themselves as the Wonder Twins. Uh, it basically is kind of a parody of the people who are, think they're making fun of them. Uh, they find DNA, much like in uh, Jurassic Park, where they uh, they find a, a spot of amber and they pull DNA from a fruit fly or whatever out of it and they resurrect the fruit fly. They do the same thing with the Justice League. The issue is that... Sped no expense. Well, yeah, no doubt. But they don't have the Justice League's memories. Right. And they don't know exactly what they were like. Yeah. So they are basically guessing at what they're recreating. And it's really interesting. You've got a Flash that doesn't have his warp field, basically. Yeah. He, he doesn't have his speed, his speed force bubble or whatever. So his when he runs, he, yeah, he, he might burn himself up. Um, Superman... Um, uh, thinks he think, can do anything. Right, but he can't the, fly. Right. He doesn't have heat vision. Because of the legend. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really, I think it's a very interesting take on the characters. And it's worth reading. It, it hacks me off that that, that had to show up um, in place of the Legion, that they couldn't find a place for both. But I understand that you've got to sell enough issues every month to make it worth your time and all that. So really? I, I understand the economics of it. I just think it stinks. Uh, creatively, it would have been really interesting to have had both groups. But... Uh, um, I haven't read, um, if it hasn't gotten canceled, I'm probably at least four or five issues behind. I need to go to my LCS and catch up. I don't up. think it's been canceled because... I hope not. The reason I brought it up was that yeah. um, Giffen and Demetrius, where we're talking about the pre-New 52, yeah. they're going to bring Booster Gold and the Blue Beetle in. Oh. Okay. The pre-52 Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Nice. The Bwahaha era. Yeah. So are they literally going to be from that era? Yeah. Or, okay. So you said you were surprised that they haven't rebooted. Well, I think people miss it enough and the creators <laughs> miss it enough that they're finding ways to bring it back somehow, bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, well, it seems that there, you know, there are definitely leaks. I mean, we knew when the New 52 started that they weren't jacking with uh, Batman and Green Lantern. Right. And part of that was just, well, hey, when, when the big cosmic reset button got hit... 
you know, the the cosmic dice just happened to land in such a way that Batman and and, uh, and and Green Lantern just weren't affected by it. You know, it's kind of interesting. It's and an interesting take. They've on even it. gone back and kind of changed some of that. Have they? In okay. the Batman universe. Okay. So I, I, I said I. Uh, like apparently, Dick Grayson never was Robin. Now. What? Yeah. Apparently. Uh, okay. I think maybe I'm. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, Tim. Tim Drake. Okay. Never was Robin. Not Dick Grayson. Tim okay. Drake never was Robin. Just went straight to Red Robin or? Yeah. Red. Yeah, whatever his okay. name is. Um, anyways. Huh. Let's wrap up. You don't have to work tomorrow. <laughs> no, but can you see my eyes? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I forget, I forget you're still in jet lag mode. Yeah. What your body like, says, it's like crashed. two in the morning it's now, right now. It's now about five in the morning for yeah. Frank. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. let's see. Yeah. You're what, six hours ahead, seven hours ahead, yeah. something like it's that? Yeah. Well, um, thanks for toughing it out, Frank. This yeah. has been fun, and I hope we don't uh, have to wait as long. Football season for my daughter and the band will be over in a handful of weeks. Yep. So that means... Uh, There's always Thursdays. Yeah. If you can do Thursday as well. It could be yeah. over. Um, could be Thursday could be our new Wednesday, because that's when we used to record. We'll see. Uh, Thursdays, at least the schedule we're on right now, I'm not typically leaving work until about 7.30 at night on mm. Thursdays, so we'll see. So then maybe we'll Fridays become the Wednesdays that you went once were Thursdays. No. Possibly. Oh, no, Possibly. I was going cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll figure it out, and I would like to, to do this more often. It feels good to be back. It does. And I miss hanging out with you guys. Dang right. And, you know, listeners, just tell us what you miss about us the most. Right? Let's get an email. Let's right. get a voicemail. Tell us what you. Tell us why you miss us. 972-798-3830. Um, yeah. Hey, pop you me know, up. You we haven't heard anything from any of you guys while we've been gone. And I'm starting to think that maybe <laughs> you either don't like us anymore or nobody's listening. Aww. The only person that has communicated with us during this long hiatus has been Johnny M. Mm. Well, he's Except for our to. normal... You know, email chains that go around right. with the with the HHWLOD core group of guys, but um, nobody's bothered to say, "Hey, come on, guys, what, what's taking so long?" Enough is <laughs> enough, man. <laughs> enough is enough. Or here's the worst: Oh, you guys were gone. Yeah. Oh. You, oh, I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah. Well, screw you. Oh no! 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 Okay. You know what? We need to punish them. We need to put out twice as many episodes just to yeah, go back to twice I know how to punish the listeners. <laughs> hey, pop me up, Batman. Oh, no. Oh. Nice. Nice. Bill's Audio Twitter. Dear Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> my phone number is 972 758 7498. That's the best. That's the best ever. Why didn't I ever think about doing that with Lisa Lowe? Dang it. You were going to get a call, my friend. Was that, uh, worth, uh, was that worth two weeks worth yeah, of wait? That is the best ever. Fantastic. Thank you. Do I need to bleep I, your I was unsure of that. No, I don't care, man. You know, people are going to call you. If they oh, yeah, hey, well, you want to know, you want to, uh, okay, here's a secret. Uh, it's my home phone number, 
And uh, the answering machine on my home phone has been full since the summertime. And I'm in no mood to empty that voicemail box. So uh, you can call. Now, I tell you what, if Scarlett Johansson does call me and I don't get that message, well, I guess I'll never know about it, but I would be crushed. So bleep it or not, yeah, tell me right now. No, it's good. Ride with that's it. That's your final answer? That's my final answer. Okay. Go with it. <laughs> All right, then. Bill, I, how I, is Scarlett going to know my phone number if no, I bleep Bill? it, right? Are yes. you sure? I'm going to give you one more chance. Well, well, we've already established that nobody is listening, <laughs> so I think we're safe, right? Okay. I mean, if I'm wrong, I mean, please explain to me why I shouldn't. Bleep one number. I didn't give my cell number out. That's my home phone number. I could disconnect that thing tomorrow. I wouldn't miss it at all. In fact, that thing is a a thorn in my side. I'm not going to. I kind of hate that. I'm not going to bleep anything unless he tells me to bleep it. I'm good. I see this as a grand experiment. Oh, Lord. Or opportunity. I may have to empty the voicemail box so I can receive phone calls. If... If, 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 if anybody was inclined to, you know, you know in fact, uh, I don't know exactly, I don't know any way to do it like off a line cut, but, you know, someone was to leave me a voicemail, Scarlett Johansson, um, you know, maybe it could uh, turn into show content. You never know. All right. So, you know, grand experiment. She's call you with boys. the baby, holding, while holding her baby. What? You stop. <laughs> you stop that right now. Scarlett Johansson. Hi, Bill. Scarlett Johansson doesn't baby. do that. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I think you're... Okay, you've been listening to a half-hour wasted proud member of the HHCLOD right? podcast network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us or any of the HHWLOD show, uh, shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Until next week... I mean, I just figured with uh, Scarlett Johansson having been dumped by Ryan Reynolds... Maybe what needs to happen is she needs to I'm go Brad. out with a regular guy, and not we'll some superstar, and then that might work wasted. out better for her. Well, you're a superstar, though, so it doesn't count. In your head! You're way too kind. Happy.